This is KPFK 90.7 FM. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Views and opinions expressed on the program are those of the show hosts, producers, and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of KPFK and Pacifica Radio. Liberated. Freed. Released. Free from traditional social restraints. Sisters. Girls or women who share a common ancestry, allegiance, character, or purpose with another or others. Fellow black women or girls. Welcome to Liberated Sisters. I'm Angela Birdsong, your guest host. Today, coming live from KPFK Studios. We are in our membership drive, and our premium for you with a donation of $65 is from the Pacifica Archives, featuring Dr. John Henrik Clark with a powerful, informative, inspiring lecture on Marcus Garvey and Garveyism which was given in Oakland, California on August 17th, 1986. We will, you, you and me, we, we will want to play this over and over again, taking notes, doing your own research to learn more. Dr. Clark dedicated his career to correcting the predominant notion in mostly white academia that the people, culture, and intellectual thought of Africa and African consent were unworthy of serious study. He was a pioneer in the field of Pan-African studies, creating one of the most and first influential Africana departments in the country at Hunter College in New York City. I want to thank you in advance for donating, and a huge thank you to everyone who donated previously. Please go to kpfk.org and donate to keep Liberated Sisters 
on the strongest signal west of the Mississippi. 112,000 watts of power broadcasting out of the studios of KPFK throughout most of Southern California. Call 818-575-5735, 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. We have a history-making show for you guys today. Just as Marcus Garvey had a mission of liberation to bring all descendants of Africa together with options to repatriate to Africa or to simply have a connection to our homeland, our guests today are concerned about the unity of African diaspora and the Akan history. It is my honor to introduce you to His Royal Highness, Nana Samishia, Oheni Asakwafa II, who is the part of the South Municipal Assembly of the Eastern Region of Ghana, in a town that is one of the 17 major towns in the Eastern Region of Ghana. And I'm, I'm probably going to mispronounce the, 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 the town, Awahasi? Awahasi. Okay, okay. And joining joining His Royal Highness is Queen Mother Nana Okosua Sekiabia I, who will share her story of becoming a Queen Mother and will tell us about the African Goodwill Awards. The Justice Report returns next Tuesday for a full hour on Liberated Sisters on the Closing the Gap broadcast network. The topic will be Gangsters and Goons and Blue. The Final Call newspaper reports about two black men who barely survived a brutal assault in Mississippi by white cops. Sister Charlene Muhammad will interview um, the Final Call contributing writer Anissa Muhammad and Dr. Ridgely Muhammad of the Nation of Islam Research Group. And that will be on Tuesday, August 22nd at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Closing the Gap Broadcast Network on streaming platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly Twitter. Now, just a few announcements before, before we get to our, our royal regal guests that we have here in studio. We got, you guys, we got live guests in studio today. Yes. All right. Uh, one of the first announcements of a Largo for Jabril, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on Twitter at Louis Farrakhan conducted a burial service for Minister Jabril Muhammad on August 2nd, 2023. Watch the full service at media.noi.org or go to Sister Charlene Muhammad's YouTube page where you can also view the janaza for Minister Jabril Muhammad and the reflections and burial service of the minister, Brother Jabril Muhammad. Also, the Marriage Keepers present the 13th Annual Marriage Retreat, Thursday, August 24th to Sunday, August 27th. For more information, visit themarriagekeepers.com, themarriagekeepers.com. Or call 770-256-8856. That's 770-256-8856. Last but not least, the documentary film series titled Answered by Brother Ilya Rashad Muhammad is premiering on the Nation of Islam website this week, showing the first episode 
titled The Prelude. Tell friends and foes to tune in during the live show, Showing Times. Check Brother Ilya Rashad Muhammad on his X page, formerly Twitter, for details. And go to media.noi.org about this documentary and other events. Whew, that was a lot. Welcome to Liberated Sisters. If we can have that clip number two going, please. Birdsong, and you're listening to Liberated Sisters coming live from KPFK Studios. Speaking at Cal State Dominguez Hills on August 21st and at Cal State Los Angeles on August 24th, discussing unity in the African diaspora and the Akon history. Let's welcome our royal guest, His Royal Highness Nana Samishia Oheni Asa. Kofa the second and Queen Mother Nana Okosua Sakayabia the first. Welcome to Liberated Sisters, you guys. Thank you. Midasi, as they say in Ghana. Oh, say that again. Mendasi. Manasi. Mendasi. Mendasi. Yes. Okay, Mendasi. I love that. 
Okay. I, I took Zulu in, 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 in college. So, um, all I all I can remember is Sawabona, <laughs> so, but I, now I learn a new word, my, my Mandasi. Yes. Okay. Now, the African uniting the African diaspora. What defines your Royal Highness? What defines the African unity and diaspora? Because you know we're you know because I got on a Black Lives Matter shirt right now, and we have on some African you know garb and what have you. My, my little outfit is from Senegal, and I, I feel like I'm united. Although I've never been to the homeland, but for your mission, what does that mean? Did please please give us that de- definition. Thank you um, for honoring me this opportunity to be on your radio this morning. I sincerely thank your viewers and your listeners. Um, I am here uh, to represent the 54 states that, uh, or countries that make an Africa. Africa is the land of peace. Africa is land of resources. Africa is a unity and it is the bound of a land that make us whom that we are. I am saying that it's South Africa that have hold the other continents as that we are benefit from today. All the royal materials, the gold, the diamond, the manganese, and everything come from ours. But without the unity, we will fall. No matter what have happened in the Asian day, when there is a word that we don't want to say it, and it is the truth that the word that was saying that uh, the gate of no return. Now we have the gate of return. And that is why we have the Masturbation Day, which was returned, the day of, or the year of return to Ghana in 2019. That happened in the soil of Ghana. And we say the Ghana is the gateway of Africa. Without the unity, as I said, we cannot stand. Wherever we are, either you in America, you want anywhere that you are, what bind us, number one, is our color. We cannot change our color. There's a bridge without that, and the language has have changed. But the color binding us. We cannot change our color to be a different color. That make us up. But what we need to unite, all the history that have passed us, all the whatever they have put us into our mind, that we cannot be united. No. We must be united. We came from one source. And I'm making an Africa. Because wherever that we are. The diaspora that we are. No matter where we are. We are still blacks. We are still Africans. So we shouldn't forget where we came from. Like what the African focus is doing right now. Is one of the way that it can bring us back. To bound. There is a word in, the, in my language. When we say pray, it means a broom. When there's a bunch of a broom, put them together, it is very hard that you can break it. But if a single one, it's easily that we can break. So let us come together and bind ourselves as a broom. For unite, united we stand, divided we fall. So, I urge each and every black 
wherever you are to come back to Africa. Let us unite. And whenever we unite, we can move Africa as star we want. So when you say come come back to Africa, are you is it is it the literal sense, the figurative sense? Um, like I said earlier, I I've never been to Africa. My mother's been, my father, my my grandfather, my maternal grandfather has has visited multiple times, and so what what do, what does that look like? You know, bringing all those straws to make that one solid functional um broom what what are what do those steps look like okay um for instance like what african focus is doing tonight that they are adopting family and that is that is the bridge or that is a stepping stone for you to get back to africa in ghana we have made laws in ghana that you can be a drought citizenship you can be a ghanaian you can be an African-American. And it doesn't need uh, for you to pass through anybody. It is your will decision. And if you've been in Ghana for a day or two or three and you decided to be there, and it is the way the, the, the royal chiefs or kings in Ghana will own Ghana. Although we have president, that is administratively as that every nation has. But the soil... Or the land and everything belong to we the chief. So we do accept it. For me sitting here, I have done a lot of um, naming ceremony for our brothers and sisters. That is the one source. So because when you mention your name, we know where you are from. And that is the one of the positive way we can come together as one people with one common destiny and the Africa will be great. And then speaking of, of the, the naming ceremony, Queen Mother, and I think it was, you said 2001 is when you, you had your name change. And was that the beginning of your connecting or maybe reconnecting to, to Africa? Well, I had a connection, a spiritual connection with Africa long before I traveled there and long before I changed my name, thanks to my mother, who always had a connection herself and had never gone at the time. But yes, I changed my name legally back in 2001 to Nihanda, Nzinga, Aliti, Sankofa Ra. And the reason why I did that, because I um, wanted to connect to my ancestors and keep their names alive. And it, that meant a lot to me. And in light of uh, us, um, the Honorable Marcus Garvey, um, I, I really believe and feel passionate about African unity. It's so necessary for us. Th the next stage of our survival, we really need African unity. And it's been painting me. I've been seeing a lot on social media, a lot of division amongst us with younger people. And I just want to say, um, togetherness is everything. United is everything. That's how we get past this next stage. Together, we are so much more powerful. And it doesn't matter your religion, your, your, your background. What matters is your heart, your African heart, and where you take that to. For me personally, 
uh, meeting my king has opened up so many doors for me uh, with moving to Ghana. Like he said, he's uh, gay. He's given hundreds of naming ceremonies to people and uh, assisting them to come back and move back home. And I'm one of those people. He instilled me as a queen mother in 2005 and gave me a title that that is traditionally reserved for Ghanaian people. So I really appreciate him and my village for that, or my community for that. He just educated me yesterday. I've been saying village, and he says we should say community. And I love that. And so uh, knowing that, you know, I've moved back to Ghana. I've moved to Ghana. Yeah, I've moved back to Ghana. I've moved back home uh, and where I could I could and my family could practice some of those Marcus Garvey philosophies, you know, starting our own businesses. For me, it's discovering it's discovering the American dream in Africa. We're starting businesses, hiring black people, working with black people. So it's amazing to me. And I encourage all of you, if you haven't been to Africa, it doesn't have to be Ghana. Just go home. Those are our roots. Some people say that's not my home. It's in your DNA. It's not going anywhere. Malcolm S. once said, he said, you can, he said, you can put a kitten in an oven and they don't come out biscuits. We are Africans and we will always be Africans. Like my, my chief said, my king said. It's, it's in our DNA. It's in our color. <laughs> you can't change it. Some of, some of us being here may be a little sprinkled. That's okay. We're still African. And that, that DNA has memory. Activate it and realize and remember who you are. So what's the hardest part, Your Majesty? Is it people outside of Africa Reconnecting. So part of our reconnecting is the name ceremony. And I, I totally understand that part because I, I have friends who have, you know, changed their names because they, they, they felt the spiritual pulling and, and connection. Or is the hardest part those of our brothers and sisters who have always been in Africa and how they perceive us maybe being arm's distance so which which part is the hardest or is is it equally? Yeah, it's equally um because what uh we have to notice is this. Now one the culture of us have been brick. So when we are connected, the brick will join. The bridge will join. Because that's the hardest part. There's a lot of things being said to us here. You are in the diaspora here that we don't see you have able to come here one way or the other being here you have learned a lot of things that impact alone can be bring back to africa for for us to learn the good part of it and when we're able to have that one like for instance we have medical doctors in africa we have medical doctors in the in the in the diaspora but they all learn from each other so for instance some might say, oh, well, how can I go to Africa? But we have, because we were the good part, there are a lot of Africans who have been traveling from Africa to America, Europe, or other part of the, of the country to come and learn something 
and then whatever they learn, which is a very good impact, they send it back to Africa. All that they want, we want Africa to develop. If our raw materials, if our everything is being brought to the, the European nations or the European country for, for them to use it to uh, come out of something, why not that whatever we have, that factories, whatever it is being here, being, being done in Africa, so they we also will have the same way for us to live. If you want to make your house a very a decent house, it comes from you. Your decision has to come from you. So if you take the decision that you want to come to Africa, why not? This is where we are from. So then I don't see any hard part. Just come. We are there. We will accept you as our brothers, our own blood, and everything. Everything. There's no discrimination among us. It is just the map that have divided us. It's just a long way that have divided us. You know, a lot of people have been saying that um, one way or the other, our forefathers, maybe they did the wrong thing. But by sell, selling some of us to, to our brothers and sisters to, to the slave merchant. But I have always been saying, it is not, the, it is not all that that thing happened. Some were captured. For instance, I am sitting right now here. My great-grandfather, he was the first black in the history of Ghana who took a mandate to save his nephew from, from the hands of the slave merchant. That is the Nana Kabran Sajman in 1642. Or that um, her nephew was going to a stream to fetch water with them, some men, young boys, when they were going, they, they were able to, the slave merchant were able to capture them. So he was in the house, and then the sister was crying, and then mourning that they have taken something. And he was there, he had that exile in him, and he took the men, organized the men. They have to follow all these men. Some were able to retrieve, some were taken away. He took him, planning for three consecutive months. And he had some men, they walk into the slave castle in Elimina, make sure under the under the, the governor William Greyhold and he did with him very well and took his nephew. He opened the younger, those who were able to escape to escape, but he made sure he brought his nephew back to, to, to the soil. So it is not like they were holding guns at that time. Our forefathers were not holding guns. They were using arrows, stones, sticks and so many to fought for their right. So the idea that they have uh, saw them that they, uh, so because of that, that pain is still there. No, there is a change. The gate that they said is closed. Now the gateway of Africa Ghana have opened it. The year of the year of return, which was done in twenty nineteen, it is a stand that every African have to go back to his root. In the 54 uh, states or the 54 countries that form Africa, everybody is welcome. Your DNA tells you that you are black. The DNA tells you that you are an African. So come, there's no difficulty. Come, we we'll accept you as our brothers and sisters. This is where we belong. Say your great-great-grandfather's name again for us. Nana Kwabena Asan Ajiman. Nana Kwabena Asan Ajiman. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. And and with with that name, 
because you know when we're going back to to the people choosing or I don't even know how how, how you select your names right for the na- naming ceremony. I know quite a few people who have chosen the name Kwapana. So when I when I read that about your great great grandfather, I said, ah, maybe that's why they chose that name because he was a warrior fighting for the freedom and liberation yeah. of, of his people back in 1642. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, let's let's take a a quick break. Right here, I'm your host, Angela Birdsong, and you're listening to Liberated Sisters. And stay tuned for more as we talk about unity in the African diaspora with His Royal Highness Nana Samishia Ohini Asa Kwafa II of Eastern Ghana and Queen Mother Nana Okosua Sakebia II. Remember, it's KPFK Membership Fund Drive. For a donation of $65, you would get the MP3 of Pan-African pioneer Dr. John Henrik Clark's outstanding speech on Marcus Garvey from August 1986. Call 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. Press the number 2 or pledge securely online at kpfk.org. And here is a snippet of our premium for you today with Dr. John Henrik. Clark speaking about the concept that led to Garveyism. I believe the concept which led to Marcus Garve, to Garveyism, the concept of longing for nationness, longing for the nation concept, longing for your wholeness, your peopleness the essence of your culture, what you left behind. I think the capsule of that definition might be in something I read in the memory of a slave trader. When a slave being forced on a ship reached back and grabbed a handful of African earth and put it in his mouth and kept looking back as they forced him on the ship he looked back until Africa was out of his sight and what he understood was the meaning of land and the meaning of nation and this is what Garvey and Garveyism was about the search for land and definition of nation. This is what was taken away from us when they brought us to these shores. The meaning of being a total people. We became strangers in an alien land. And what did we do while being here? We rescued Europe from the lethargy and the degradation and the economic pitfalls of the Middle Ages. And with our labor, Europe became whole again. Europe came out of the Middle Ages 
people poor, land poor, and resource poor. Europe recovered at our expense. They regained their nationness, their wholeness, their economic foothold again in the world at our expense. And they began to change concepts in the world around to deify themselves at our expense. Then they tried to and were successful in making a virtue out of a physical defect, the lack of color. And they made you apologize for having color, a great virtue indeed, the presence of color. <laughs> This is Delvino Wilson Debriano, president of Tag Team Marketing, leading the Buy Black Movement. And I'm listening to Liberated Sisters on KPFK 90.2 FM, Los Angeles. Pledge securely online at kpfk.org or call 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. You guys, we need you to pledge so we can stay on the air and so we you can still hear shows such as this with African royalty. You guys, I am so honored to, to have... His Royal Highness here and the Queen Mother. Welcome back to Liberated Sisters. I'm your guest host, Angela Birdsong. And during during the break, Queen Mother, you said you it was something that you wanted to address. Yeah, I just wanted to add to the last talking matter. Um, I've heard people say, as an African American, I've heard people say, uh, Africans, continental Africans, do not like us, and that's not all. That's just some people. And they sold us into slavery. And I wanted to address that. I wanted to draw a parallel between something that happens here now. If you, as a black person, get robbed by another black person, does that mean that all black people rob people? No. And that's the same way with the slave trade we have to look at. Just because you had a small, minute a group of people that were participating in that does not does not make or equate the whole continent. And we have to remember that families were being separated, just like my chief just talked about here, my king. Families were being separated and ripped apart, and it left such a vacuum on the continent. 
that it was able to allow others to come in and take advantage of us, in which they're still taking advantage of us today because of that separation. And that's why unity is so important. You, you, you know, sometimes, you know, we should, Sankofa, which I name myself after in my family, means you can't move forward until you remember your past. That is so important. But we also have to move into the future as working together as African people, because together we are unstoppable. Everywhere I've traveled on that continent and in the African diaspora, I run into brilliant individuals with untapped, uh, you know, resources that they that we can just build on so much. And so we all are impacted. We all have these scars, but in order to heal those scars, it, it's going to take the reuniting of us because we're everywhere, but we are going to spiritually, we need to do this spiritually. And I'm telling you, if we don't, I mean, there's so many opportunities that we're seeing that is taking place around us. We need to take advantage of that. And that's all I wanted to say. So we have to forgive those ancestors who played a part in that and open our hearts to something new as far as working together. Thank you, sister, for allowing me to say that. Oh, no, that's that's why you are here to, you know, to give your 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 input and to um, solidify what his royal highness is, what his mission is, is, you know, uniting the African diaspora. You are an example of that. So you sharing your journey, your story about that, you know, answers the questions that, that we that we don't even know how to ask, right? Because most of us have not changed our names. Most of us have not. And and I I believe we understand that more about the name changing because you see that, you know, our our, our children, our grandchildren don't always have, you know, the, the European names. We, you know, we started naming, you know, even naming our, our children after African countries, you know, Kenya's and Tanzania's, you know, so, so no sister. Zaire. You, right, right, exactly. You know, and those, those, you know, they're just powerful names, right? Yes. Yes. So, okay, the icon history, who are they? And and why do you want to talk about them today, your your royal highness? Yes, uh, Akans, we are everywhere. We in Ghana, Africa, um, we uh, our population is higher. And each language that we speak, we have forty six languages in Ghana being speak. But after all these forty six languages being speak in Ghana, we have the major nine which being. Um, educate or you can learn in school or being taught in school but the Akan language that is the key language when you speak it each and every person and it is it is a very easily language that you can learn if you read the history of our house from the 14th century coming down to 19th century we were scattered everywhere but what makes us peculiar is this we have uh, a religion that makes us whom we are. 
when I'm, I'm always asked this question. When the when parent that the father and the mother is there, you see the Christian says that the, the father is the head. It is everywhere. But we accounts, we belong to the matrilineal inheritance. We belong to our mother family. It is the mother is the keyholder of our family. So in life, it tells us that, um, you know, mommies always pampering their children. Father will always be harsh on their children. So in our current system, it is what comes from the woman is the family. So whatever the woman decides, that is why in our system, we have a king and we have the queen mother. The king represents the people in terms of braveness. In the, we have so many queen mothers in Ghana. They were brave. They were warriors. Talking about Yesantua, talking about the Queen Sechabia, talking about the Queen Abunwa, talking about the Queen uh, Queen um, Abana, talking about the Queen Anne, and so many people talking about the Nana. Even the founder of the Maroons in Jamaica is from our land. Because when you go to Jamaica, he have his own. Uh, he live in hills. And the capital of where he lives is called Acropong. Ours, we call it Acropong, is the same thing. He is from here. And they, he was taken. But when he went there to Jamaica, he formed his own rule. And he named the place, the capital, as Acropong, where she is from. So in Akan, we are peculiar people in Ghana. We have the Ashanti King. And when you go go the Ashanti Kingdom, the Trinidad and Tobago recently invited the, the Ashanti King to be part of it for emancipation. So we are peculiar people with a peculiar language. It's not only Ghana that we have the accounts. It is all over. Anybody that belongs, inherit from the mother in everywhere. It can be in America here. It can be anywhere in the world. Whenever you hear the, a tribe or a clan or people, um, uh, being uh, inherited from their mother's side, not their father's side, it means the fellow is an account. When you read the Bible, the word account is there. When you read um, Genesis um, 36 verse 14, is there. When you when you read the Genesis of the of the of the the Asa, the Abraham, you get the word account from there. So by the creation, we have the account. And we belong to the ma we are matrilineal. We belong to the mother's side. The throne I'm sitting on belong to my mom. It doesn't belong to my father. So it means that when I'm no more, that is that that does bind as a unity. When I'm no more, my son can never inherit my throne. But rather my sister's son, my nephew will be there. The Queen Mother sitting here, when she's no more, the door the daughter will take take it. Her daughter's child, her daughter, you know, you know how the genes goes. And we have a clan in Ghana, they are the Patrilineal lineage. So we used to say in our language that any wise Patrilineal always married a matrilineal. Any wise Patrilineal married a matrilineal. Always does. The children were heard from their father's side and they were heard from their mother's side. So they were heard both inheritance in Ghana. And it is the land that whenever a woman speaks, it is the final. When we are sitting in our court and we are going to deliberate on an issue, whether the woman will deliver is what we support.
and nothing else. So that makes us peculiar than any other tribe in Africa or Ghana as a whole. And we are dominant people of, 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 of Ghana. So that is Akans. Yeah. Yeah. So Akans, so where where can we go and 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 study that and and read 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 about oh, that? Oh, just Google the history of Ghana and Google the history of Akans. www.ghanahistory.akan. You have it. It's there. It's there. Okay, ghanahistory.com. Yeah, that the ghanahistory.com and when uh-huh. you put Akan there, uh-huh. AKN and the Akan is there. It will show the tribe of the the whole Ghana. We have sixteen regions in Ghana. We have the sixteenth section of Ghana. Out of this sixteenth section of Ghana, it is only four tribes, four sessions. They are no Akan. The rest are we are Akans. We are all Akans. It means that the Akans we are dominated everywhere. And the point is that the mother word we belong to the mother family. So whatever the woman will say is fine. It's not like whatever in some area, always man, always man or no. In Akan, it is a woman word is the final to us here. Yeah. And Queen Mother was explaining that to me during during um, our, our pre-interview. And so when you, okay, so explain to us how, how did you become king? What, what is, what is that, that, that lineage? So I know it okay. comes from your mother. Okay, it yes. comes from my mother. Um, we say who is a chief. A simple definition of a chief in Ghana. I said a chief is someone who inherits or who come from the royal blood or the royal lineage, been nominated and has been duly selected by the queen mother or the king's sister. And have passed through the process of the tradition and culture of the particular throne and have swear the diligent oath to his people and his people have accepted him to be their leader. So me, me for instance, I am so lucky that I came inherit my grandfather. And my family is a warrior family in Ghana. As I said earlier on about my great-grandfather, we are the most the warriors. We have able to conquer so many tribes in Ghana. We have able to conquer the Shantis. We have able to conquer the dangerous. We have able to capture a lot of people by defeating when there's a war. You know, in the old days, there's a war that makes us, yes. The brief that we are, my family is Asuna, so we are everywhere in Ghana, and we are the brief. We are able to conquer a white man in the in the, the castle, so you can, you could see the... Uh, whom that we are into what my grandfather did. Uh, there's another tribe called Akwem. Also, when you go to Asmeni, he was able to also seize the Christian Castle. And the same 1648, coming down to be the first even a black governor in, in, in Ghana. And uh, I was so privileged that chosen by my grand auntie, uh, who was then the queen, he saw the excel in me the way i was following my grandfather practicing to know the culture of my people and then i became i was chosen when i was just at the age of 14 years that i was chosen to be on the throne so i have followed the traditional culture of my people so because i come from not 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 necessary that you are royal and then they have to put you on there they have to have some charisma in you 
the way you model your life, the way you brought up, the respectful that you are. Because nobody will give a, a child or giving a position to someone, people will point fingers on him. That look at that foolish man's daughter, look at that foolish man's son. No. So I humble myself and practices the the royal uh, way of living, the way I model my life, and then they have that zeal with me that this guy can lead us. So in, 19, in 1991, then I was chosen to be sit on the laps of my grandfather over there in the old to be following, following up to day that I'm fully uh, a king or chief in my, my, my family. And I am the royal crown, my, my position as a Bakuma, it means the royal crown prince of the whole area. Yeah, yeah. I have the powers that the queen mother, when the queen mother is not there, um, I act like her together with my position. I can destroy you, I can install you. Yeah, so that's why I was chosen to be a leader or a chief or king in my lineage. Right. So, so you know, we need to have some stories about your family, and you, you know, because we, you know, we got the Black Panther, which I've never seen. I, I'm one of those few black people who've never seen Black Panther. But forget about Black Panther. I want to see a movie about you and yours. You know, the real, real African royalty, the real African history, the rich history of, of being a warrior, of being um, um, community activist, being um, an ambassador, bringing the unity, solidifying that broom to be able to sweep up and clean house. That's that's the movie I want to say. I want to. What about you, Green Mother? What you think about that? I think it's vitally important. I think it's vitally important in a day where you look at supposedly historical events that they put into a movie and they're not telling the truth, it's very disturbing. And I think it's geared to directing our young people into a certain direction. Opposite or away from the truth. Because the truth, once we know the truth about who we are, it ignites something in us. It brings, it awakens us. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons, uh, again, why I changed my name, because I wanted to change the vibration. I named myself after uh, Priestess Nihanda from Zimbabwe, who led the the war against the colonial, uh, colonial, colonial masters. masters, thank you. <laughs> and when she was captured, her and her husband, they said, convert over to our ways or you will die. Her husband did, but Priestess Nahanda said, she spit in their faces and she said, my bones will rise again. And then we all know the story of Queen Nzinga and how she, she actually led her, her warriors to fight against the Portuguese. So I wanted to embody that spirit because that's how I felt. And I felt like my voice wasn't being heard in this nation. You know, even though our ancestors did so much for this country, they built so much into this country. Our blood, sweat, and tears are here. But I just wanted to embody our ancestors, embody those names, and keep them alive, because that's what we do. And every time we speak their name, we're keeping them alive. Every time we speak their name, we're bringing them with us. They're still with us in spirit. And the sad thing is we've forgotten them. And I, I just can't help but feel that 
some kind of way we lose protection when we forget them. And um, and that's why we have to unify and we have to connect and we have to bring all that together and we have to remember, remember who they are and who they were. And uh, I just wanted to say a con means first, number one. And I wanted to know if your highness, if you can talk about the migration of the Akan people, where they are come from, because right now there is a movement taking place in Egypt, which is I've never heard before, where they're trying to say that the ancient Kemetans or ancient Egyptians were not black people. And I've been to Kemet. I've been to Egypt, 2001, with Brother Ashwa Kwesi. I saw the statues. You know, one thing Ashwa Kwesi would say, we didn't have to write a book because we left everything in stone. I saw our hair, <laughs> which they say got old over at the time, and it, it, it's, it's not like it used to be. No, this was kinky hair. I know my hair when I see it. I don't care if it's 4,000, 5,000 years old. I know my hair. I know my lips. I know my nose. And, 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 and on that, not one phenol, uh, phenotype describes an African because we look, we, we have small lips, large lips, noses, everything because we are the, the original people on this planet. But anyway, Your Highness, I don't want to get carried, <laughs> carried away. <laughs> but can you please talk about that because that's so important. Yeah. It is true that we believe that we come from the Egypt. Because when the Songa Empire breaks it, we try to descend to down, where we can have a green pasture. So we divided ourselves. That's why I was say 14 ago. So it breaks it. As I'm talking about the Songa. So we came to the Songa Empire. When the Songa Empire breaks, we try to f come down, descending, descending, descending. And later on, like Ghana, accounts, we came and settled in the area. We came and settled in the northern part of Ghana. We descended to war. Coming down to give the Ghana Empire. From there, we came to a place called Bonu. And then from Bonu, later we started dividing our, ourselves. You go and sit here, you go here, you go down here. And then finally, uh, we settle around where we can get the Greece Pasha. So that is how we are the account. But always that we were being, we being led by the women. Because you see, if you have seen a chicken who have laid the normal chicken, the the, the freeway system, not like the way they they has them in the in the in the in the pen in the um, wherever it is. But you see how they has the the, uh, the chicken. He always cover the chicken when there is something. It is only being protected by the woman. So that is why this is where we descended from. We have so many brave queen mothers uh, who have have the zeal to fight. When the, the British wanted to take the golden stool from the Shanty, it is the woman, yes, Antwa, who took hold the gun and organized them. When the men they were not able to fight, he took the men, organized them, and they fought the British. And because of that, they took her to the Tessel Island, and then he died. But they could not take the golden stool from us, you see. So ours are always, always with the woman. That is that make accounts very peculiar. But if our name is in the Bible, that's Akan. That I have quoted that when you read the Genesis, that is fourteen, Akan is there. Yeah, where 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 in Genesis? I'm gonna look uh, I'm gonna sixteen look. Uh, uh, Genesis thirty six verse fourteen. Thirty six fourteen? Yes. Okay. I because everybody know I'm I'm a I'm a Bible reading 
Yeah. Church so, girl. Yeah, so <laughs> it's there. So that is where we are from. Because you know, you know, we have the the uh, even when, when you look at where 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 Egypt is, and look at where Israel is, look at where Canaan is. The Bible defines and Bible says that they should have been the shortest cut from there to take them to the promised land. But by the power of the the Creator of the universe, he used forty years to let them be at that side. Well, they were all blacks. Where they are, the Egyptians, they, 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 they are not Egyptian. But going on top of the kingdom, I always ask a question. Where, did, where is the beginning of the Bible? Where is the beginning of the Bible? Who was Moses? Was it, Moses a white? Moses was black. So if the, if the Genesis was being ruled by, the, by the, um, Moses, then we know everything. Because the, the, the kingdom tells me that the Bible was written by the, uh, the beginning of the Bible was written in the palace because Moses was in the palace. Moses was in the palace, so that become that we are. So accounts, we are peculiar people. We own everything. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it, yeah, most definitely. And look, and we are running out of time. Oh, okay. yeah. we, we are out of time. We are out of time. We are out of time. So uh, during one of the breaks, you, you gave me a correction on the speaking engagement that is happening at Cal State LA and Cal State Dominguez that both are occurring on August 24th. Tell us in... 20 seconds. <laughs> what, what, what are we to, are, are to expect from, from you, your Royal Highness, on August 24th at Cal State LA and at Cal State Dominguez? Yeah, yeah I'm going to talk about um, the Africa spirituality. I'm going to talk about how we can unite, how we can evoke our ancestor call of our ancestors' powers, because wherever we are, they are with us. But because the uh, lack of the knowledge is what is said our people are perish. So this is what I'm going to talk about. But if you know your roots, there are certain things you won't do. Yeah, this is what I'm going to talk about. And I would like to just say, if you have any further questions, you get lost on the way, anything, please call me at 626 710 Six six seven six. That's six two six seven one zero six six seven six. We can't wait to see you there, Sankofa. All right, all right. Well, thank you guys for for honoring our studios today with your royal presence and with your your rich stories, and hopefully. Everybody who's listening feel like I do, where you're going to go and look up and research and study and learn about who we are as Africans, whether you're African or not. But th this, is, this is a history lesson for us today to learn about the Akan people and, and to look up Genesis 36, 14 and see that, that we were there in the beginning. And we most definitely going to be there in the end. I'm Angela Birdsong. And, oh, I, I'm so sorry that we have to run out of time, you guys. Oh, my goodness. So the African Goodwill Awards go to AfricanFocus.com. 
African-Focus.com, African-Focus.com to learn about that and learn that, you know, we're better united than divided. So this is something that you may want to participate in, having be one of your families be part of the African family inductees and be recognized. Okay. We just got a few more things just to talk about on Liberated Sisters. Sister Charlene wants to make sure that you guys go to media.noi.org and look up the Largo for Jabril and to check out the documentary film series title Answered. Make sure you go to themarriagekeepers.com to get information about the 13th annual marriage retreat. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to Liberated Sisters. Thank you to our guests, His Royal Highness, Nanis Amishia Oheni Asakwafa II of Eastern Ghana and Queen Mother Nana Akusoa Sakabia I. Our engineer, Wendell Handy, and a big thanks to Sister Charlene for securing our Liberated Sisters Royal guest. As she says, if it's impacting our community or can uplift us as a people, let's talk about it. Peace. Next, Freedom Now. 90.7 KPFK, Los Angeles.